0: بسم الرحمن الحمد رب العالمين والسلام على المبعوث رحمة للعالمين. سيدنا وحبيبنا وسندنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله واصحابه ومن تبعهم بإحسان الى يوم الدين وبعد. honorable ulama respected elders brothers mothers sisters alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa we thank and we praise allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for having blessed us with countless bounties on a daily basis and we pray and we hope that Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala continuously showers these blessings upon us even though we are very much undeserved of it on this beautiful day of jumuah we send salutations and greetings to Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the words that he had taught the sahaba radhiyallahu anhum allahumma salli ala muhammad wa ala ali muhammad kama sallaita ala ibrahim wa ala ali ibrahim innaka hamid majid by the grace of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala Tonight we will find ourselves commencing a very beautiful month, the month of Dhul-Hijjah, which forms part of what is known as Al-Ashhurul-Hurum, the sacred months that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has gifted this Ummah. Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, more particularly referring to the first ten nights of, these beautiful, of this beautiful month, Dhul-Hijjah, takes an oath by these ten nights, وَلَيَالٍ عشر. By the first ten nights. And many scholars of Tafsir Sayyiduna Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma as well as Abdullah bin Zubayr radiallahu anhuma and other scholars of Tafsir such as Allama Ibn Kathir rahimahullah have explained that this refers to the first ten nights of Dhul-Hijjah. Now when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes an oath on anything, then Allah wa ta'ala is trying to show us the grand nature of that particular thing that Allah wa ta'ala is taking the qasam by. So this alone should suffice for us to recognize the first 10 nights of Dhul-Hijjah and the first 10 days of Dhul-Hijjah as something momentous in Islam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, in order to add to our conviction of the beauty and the majesty of these 10 days mentions in, the, in a hadith that there is no action more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Than the good deeds done in these first 10 days So we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us toward Doing good actions during these 10 days And to carry out good actions throughout our lives Amin, ya rabbal alameen When we enter the month of Dhul-Hijjah Then the month of Dhul-Hijjah Is synonymous to the life of Sayyiduna Ibrahim alayhi salam we know that some of the rituals of Hajj, it is linked to Sayyiduna Ibrahim alayhi salam. More particularly, when a person goes and he is pelting the Shayateen, when he is pelting the Jamarat, then this is obviously to signify how Sayyiduna Ibrahim alayhi salam had pelted Shaytan when Shaytan tried to be a hindrance to Ibrahim alayhi salam as he was com- as he was completing. And he was submitting to the will and the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala In terms of going ahead with the sacrificing of his son And that obviously brings us to the second issue of how it is linked to Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam That inshallah in just a few days we will be experiencing the day of Eid Where we are commanded and we are motivated by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam To also offer the same sacrifice as Ibrahim alayhi salam had done now, when we look at the life of Sayyiduna Ibrahim Alayhi salam, then Allah mentions in Quran and remember when Ibrahim salam was tested with countless tests and tribulations then he had completed and he had passed and he had succeeded through each one of those tests and that is our topic of discussion today it might be impossible to go through every test of Sayyiduna Ibrahim alayhi salam. But we will go through as many as we can and see how it can apply in our lives. To contemporize the life of Sayyiduna Ibrahim alayhi salam. And to take lesson from the tests that Ibrahim alayhi salam had gone through and had passed. Firstly, as a young boy, he is found in a dilemma. Where his father is the one that is carving out and making the idols for idol worship for the people. His own father. And Allah tabarakah wa ta'ala had divinely inspired Ibrahim alayhi salam from that young age to recognize that how can I worship something that does not speak? How can I worship something that cannot hear? How can I worship something that cannot defend itself? This was Ibrahim alayhi salam, his mentality, his thinking from a young age. So when he encounters with his father and when he has a discussion with his father and Allah wa ta'ala in Quran highlights this particular discussion at various places then Ibrahim alayhis even though his father is the one responsible for making the idols he keeps his calm when speaking to his father Ya Abati Oh my beloved father Oh my dear father why do you worship something that cannot hear? وَلَا يُبْصِرُ It cannot see. And it is not going to avail you and help you in any way. My beloved father. The tone of Ibrahim When speaking to his father. So this was the first test. Among the first tests that Ibrahim salam had to endure. That coming from his own family. From his own blood. The act of disbelief. Yet how he treated his father and the way he spoke to his father was something amazing. And we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Qur'an and there is actually a point of study in tafsir that is called الآيات, The correlation between the verses in Qur'an and the study of the context of every verse in Qur'an. Allah mentions in the Qur'an وَقَضَى Wa Bil Ihsana. That Allah has decreed for you to worship Him alone. So imagine Allah begins the discussion with Tawheed. You will not worship and you should not worship anyone beside me. Thereafter Allah says and be kind to your parents. In another verse of Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explicitly mentions that do not worship other than me and be kind and dutiful to your parents. So Sayyiduna Ibrahim alayhi salam teaching us through how he dealt and how he spoke with his father, the issue and the subject of how we need to deal with our parents and how we should be kind to our parents. Even though they may be on a path of disbelief, then there is a way and there is a certain level of decorum when speaking to them and being kind to them. Allah then mentions in Quran, وَذْكُرْ Ibrahim kana O Muhammad sallallahu speak about Ibrahim, mention about Ibrahim alayhi salam. Indeed, he was an embodiment of honesty and he was a Nabi of Allah. Allah describes Ibrahim alayhi sallam as being Siddiq, an overemphasis in terms of honesty. That was the life of Ibrahim alayhi salam. I now draw your attention to a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam highlights the the scene on the day of Qiyamah that people will be in a complete frenzy they will be frantic and they will be running helter skelter they will be running from this end to the other end looking for help and looking for salvation so a person will say that why don't you go to your father Sayyiduna Adam Alayhis salam, and ask him to intercede on your behalf and they will go to Adam Alayhis salam and they will present their case before Adam Alayhis salam that oh Adam Alayhis salam, you were the first of creation you are our father Will you please intercede on our behalf before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And say,Duna Adam alayhi salam will reply that I had made a mistake. I ate from the forbidden tree. How can I face? I would love to have presented your case before Allah but I am in an, in an unable position and I cannot do so why don't you go to this nabi and like that they will be going to different anbiya السلام, and each nabi will present a reason as to why they would feel embarrassed to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the salvation of these people then they will come to Ibrahim and Ibrahim السلام, would say that in my life I have spoken three lies we now speak of the incidents of that Ibrahim salam was referring to. That it wasn't actual lies. Rather, it was an ambiguous statement that Ibrahim salam had made in his life that outwardly seemed like a lie, but inwardly bore a lot of truth. The first incident, when the people were worshipping the idols and Ibrahim salam, as a youngster could not stand it and he felt spiritually depressed, he noticed that the people were going out for a festivity for their day of Eid, so they told him that Ibrahim, why don't you join us? Let's go have fun. Let's go enjoy this day of festivity. So Ibrahim alayhi salam replies, "Inni sakim," that I'm feeling sick. So outwardly, they thought that Ibrahim alayhi salam was suffering from some sort of physical sickness, but Ibrahim alayhi salam was well and healthy, but. This statement, what did he mean by it? He meant that he felt a spiritual sickness. So this is the first lie that he was referring to or that he will be referring to when he replies to this group of people that come to him for salvation. They go out for the, for the day of festivity and Ibrahim salam finds himself alone in the room full of idols. And that youth, that, that enthusiasm, enthusiasm in him is spurred up. And he goes and he breaks each one of these idols and to, to show how he, is despi- how he despises it. He then takes the axe that he used to break the idols and he hangs it on the biggest idol. When the people return, they look and say, who did this? This is really an oppressful person. He did something really ugly, something distasteful so then they'll say some people will say that there's a youngster Ibrahim he used to always speak very negatively about the idols and I noticed that he didn't come for our day of festivity let's bring him before us maybe he'll be able to tell us so when they question Ibrahim alayhi that who did this to our idols what was his reply that Ask this big idol of yours. This is the idol that broke all the smaller idols. From here, we learn the art and the act of debating. That Ibrahim alayhi salam wanted to prove them a point. Ask this big idol. And let's see if he'll re- re- reply to you. And at that point, <laughs> They bow their heads in shame and they say, Ibrahim... Why are you putting us on the spot? You know, the idol isn't gonna say anything to us. So Ibrahim alayhi salam, outwardly lied and said that the big idol had done it. But this was no lie. There is ambiguity once again. Like how a person, when an employer is reprimanding his employee, then the employer will tell the employee that you are causing your own detriment here. You are causing yourself to be fired. So the employee will reply, I don't want to do that. I would never want to cause myself to be fired. But his actions, the employer will mean that through your actions, you are showing as if you want to be fired, as if you want to be dismissed. So this big idol was the one that was revered the most by the people. And this, the, the, the way the people would worship this big idol, this is what motivated and what encouraged Ibrahim to carry out these actions. So it was as if the big idol had committed this action of breaking the idols. And finally, the third incident that Ibrahim is is referring to is the time when Ibrahim was traveling with his wife, Sayyidatuna Sarah. And they come across a town where there was an evil ruler. And the habit of this evil ruler was that he would take the wife of a person for himself and he would make lustful advances toward her. So Sayyiduna Ibrahim tells his wife that we are about to pass through this town If you are asked as to your relationship with me, then just say that you are my sister. So this outwardly seems like a lie. However, his sister in Islam, for they shared the same bond of believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So even though a person may be married to his spouse, he is still a sister or she is still a sister to him and he is still a brother to her in Islam. So these were what was outwardly seeming like lies. But Ibrahim alayhi salam, Is saying that I cannot face Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after saying the or making these three statements. What about a person who does not love a life, rather he loves a lie? What about a person who his daily action involves lying? What about that person that just in order to make a sale and we know Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had spoken so much against a person that takes oath upon oath. Wallahi, my brother, this is good quality stuff. This is good quality merchandise just to make a sale. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that there is only destruction waiting for that person. So we learn the quality of honesty from the life of Sayyiduna Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasallam. Reverting back to the incident where Ibrahim alayhi salam was then obviously found to be guilty of breaking the idols. Then Ibrahim alayhi salam, we should remember one thing that the last arrow in the quiver of a tyrant is violence. When he cannot answer you anymore, when Ibrahim alayhi salam told them that ask the idol, Uffin lakum wa lima min dunillah, that woe unto you for believing in something other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you know very well it cannot speak, it cannot hear, it cannot do anything to avail you. So, what is the last arrow in the quiver of a tyrant? Violence. Burn him. And it is mentioned that such a huge fire was made that it could be seen, or rather, it was such a fire that was burning for 40 days and 40 nights. And Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam, it was such a huge fire that people could not even come close to the fire. So, in order to throw Ibrahim alayhi salam, they had to catapult Ibrahim alayhi salam from a distance. Ibrahim alayhi salam is now in the fire and Sayyiduna Jibreel alayhi salam comes down from the heavens oh Ibrahim do you need some assistance or before Jibreel alayhi salam comes Ibrahim alayhi salam makes a dua Allahumma innaka fis sama'i wahidun wa ana fil ardi wahidun a'buduka that, oh Allah you are that one being none worthy there is none worthy of worship beside you and i am this one person alone on this earth worshiping you Seeking the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the words wa ni'mal Allah is sufficient for me and what an amazing helper Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. Jibreel comes before Ibrahim alayhi salam. Can I assist you? And Ibrahim alayhi salam asks him first that are you here from your own side or did Allah send you? Are you here from your own side or did Allah send you? And Jibreel alayhi salam says that I came on my own. Ibrahim a.s. says, I'll wait for Allah to assist me. And at that point, قُلْنَا Oh fire, be cool and peaceful for my servant, for my loyal servant, Ibrahim salam. So once again, the reliance that, Allah, that Ibrahim salam had upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The life of Ibrahim salam boils down to one Overwhelming aspect. <laughs> know very well that Ibrahim was not a Jew, he was not a Christian. Rather, Muslima. <laughs> he was an upright and submissive person, a Muslim to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the word Hanifa means that he was such an upright person he would not sway from right to left he was not crooked in his beliefs he was straightforward he was factual when he came to believing and submitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in another verse of Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and this was when Sayyiduna Ibrahim alayhi salam was tested with sacrificing his own son we hear the incident year after year when it comes to the month of Dhul Hijjah Have we ever pondered if we were commanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to actually put a knife to our own son? To actually sacrifice our own son? Allah is not asking us to sacrifice our children. Allah is not asking us to take the life of our children. Allah is asking us to be obedient to him. Allah is asking us and Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is saying and advising and motivating us during this month of Dhul-Hijjah for the day of Eid that there is no action more beloved to Allah than ihraquddam than spilling the blood of that animal. It is all about the submission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So once again, in Qur'an, how does Allah use or what word does Allah use to describe the submission of Sayyidina Ibrahim and Ismail alayhim as-salam? Aslama أَسْلَمَا وَتَلَّهُ لِلْجَبِينَ When they had aslama, they submitted to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In another verse of Quran, إِذْ قَالَ لَهُ رَبُّهُ أَسْلِمْ قَالَ أَسْلَمْتُ لِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Same word, when Allah says, when your Rabb says to Ibrahim alayhi salam, أَسْلِمْ, that submit. He immediately replies that I submit to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is a very beautiful aspect regarding this ayah. If you open the Mus'haf, if you open the Quran, you will notice that there is a marking after the word Aslim. And that marking looks like a lam. It's, it's, it's a lam alif. A lam alif. And whenever we, as we see a lam alif in Quran, then that is a point that it is not a good point to stop. It is not a, a permissible. It's not a, a good place for a person to stop his recitation, or he shouldn't break his breath and he shouldn't make waqf at that particular area. So to recite it, إذ قال له ربه أسلم, قال أسلمت لرب That will be incorrect. The correct way of reading it, إذ قال له ربه أسلم, قال أسلمت لرب And the beauty behind it is to show. That when Allah gave a command to Ibrahim alayhi salam, there wasn't a waiting period. There wasn't even a moment of breath to pass. But Ibrahim alayhi salam would submit. There wasn't fatwa fishing. I will go to ask this mufti, let me get an answer. That will appease myself. That will make my situation a little bit more easier. No. Submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is what you and I call ourselves to every person. I am a Muslim. Muslim, that person that submits, that person that doesn't keep on asking questions, he doesn't always want to know what is the wisdom and the reason behind it. I need to know, I need to be explained. It is high time that we submit to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And firstly, make gratitude, show shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That we are not tested in the same ways as the Anbiya alayhimu salatu was salam. Anbiya alayhimu salam, some of them were sawed in half. Their bodies were sawed in, ha- in half just because they believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibrahim alayhis salam was asked to sacrifice his own son. Sayyiduna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had to bear people stoning him. We... Have these ﷺ, and we have the Quran as a lesson for you and I to show that it is possible to have patience. It is possible to withstand any kind of calamity and difficulty that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala puts before us. But we have to be ready to be Muslim in terms of the word itself and in terms of how we can lead our life. Like Sayyiduna Ibrahim alayhi salam, the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the Sahaba radiyallahu anhu majma'een. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspire when and all. Wa sallallahu wa sallam baraka ala nabiyina Muhammad.
1: Allahu akbar اشهد ان لا اله الا ashhadu anna muhammadar muhammad we are the حي على الفلا أشهد أن لا أن محمد رسول الله
0: علي الذات عظيم الصفات السمي السمات كبير الشان جليل القدر رفيع الذكر مطاع الأمر جلي البرهان فخيم الإسم غزير العلم وسيع الحلم كثير الغفران جميل الثناء جزيل العطاء مجيب الدعاء عميم الإحسان سريع الحساب شديد العقاب عليم العذاب عزيز السلطان ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له في الخلق والأمر ونشهد ان سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله المبعوث الى الاسود والاحمر المنعوت بشرح الصدر ورفع الذكر وصلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى اله واصحابه الذين هم خلاصه العرب العرباء وخير الخلائق بعد الانبياء اما بعد فيا ايها الناس وحدوا الله فان التوحيد راس الطاعات واتقوا الله فان التقوى ملاك الحسنات وعليكم بالسنة، فإن السنة تهدي إلى الإطاعة، ومن أطاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى، وإياكم والبدعة، فإن البدعه تهدي إلى المعصية، ومن يعصي الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغوى، وعليكم بالصدق. فإن الصدق ينجي والكذب يهلك وعليكم بالإحسان فإن الله يحب المحسنين ولا تقنطوا من رحمة الله فإنه أرحم الراحمين ولا تحب الدنيا فتكونوا من الخاسرين ألا وإن نفساً لن تموت حتى تستكمل رزقها فاتقوا الله وأجملوا في الطلب وتوكلوا عليه فإن الله يحب المتوكلين ودعوه فإن ربكم مجيب الداعين واستغفروه يمددكم بأ باموال وبنين اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وقال ربكم ادعوني استجب لكم ان الذين يستكبرون عن عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم داخرين الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرًا ونذيرًا بين يدي الساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصهما فإنه لا لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وأزواجه وذريته وعن أنس بن مالك رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ارحموا امتي بامتي ابو بكر واشدهم في امر الله عمر واصدقهم حياء عثمان وفي روايه معمر عن قتاده مرسلا وأقضاهم علي وافرضهم زيد بن ثابت واقراهم ابي بن كعب واعلمهم بالحلال والحرام معاذ بن جبل ولكل امه امين وامين هذه الامه ابو عبيده بن الجراح رواه احمد الترمذي وعن ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهره وباطنه لا تغادر ذنبا اللهم احفظه في ولده رواه الترمذي وعن عبد الله بن مغفل رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الله الله في اصحابي الله الله في اصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن احبهم فبحبي احبهم ومن ابغضهم فببغض ابغضهم ومن اذاهم فقد اذاني ومن اذاني فقد اذى الله ومن اذى الله فيوشك ان ياخذه رواه الترمذي ربنا اتنا في الدنيا حسنه وفي الاخره حسنه وقنا عذاب النار اللهم انصر الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم اعز الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر اخواننا المسلمين والمستضعفين في كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم اجعل هذا البلد امنا مطمئنا وسائر بلاد المسلمين ومقدساتهم اللهم انصر من نصر دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وجعلنا منهم واخذل من خذل دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا تجعلنا منهم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون قوموا لله قانتين they are straight in the sufuf standing shoulder to shoulder. There's still a lot of place in the masjid on both the right and left hand side. Those brothers that are in the courtyard can make their way inside the masjid to fill in the Sufuf.
1: <سؤال> اشهد ان لا اله الا الله اشهد ان محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاه حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاه قد قامت الصلاه الله اكبر الله
0: أكبر لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله الله. <سؤال> الله اكبر "...غَيْرِ المضوب عَلَيْهِمْ وَنَوْضُّالِينَ سَبِّحْ اسْمَ رَبِّكَ الْأَعْلَى الَّذِي خَلَقَ فَسَوَّى وَالَّذِي قَدَّرَ فَهَدَى وَالَّذِي أَخْرَجَ الْمَرْعَى فجعله غثاء are the فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسر فَذَكِّرْ إِن نَفَعَتِ الذِّكْرَى سَيَذَّكَّرُ مَنْ يَخْشَى وَيَتَجَنَّبُهَا الْأَشْقَى الَّذِي يَصْلَى النَّارَ الْكُبَرَى ثُمَّ لَا يَمُوتُ فِيهَا وَلَا يَحْيَى Allah, Huliman Hamida, إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ونضالين هل أتاك حديث الغاشيه وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغيه فيها عين جارية فيها سرر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمصيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثُمَّ إِنَّ عَلَيْنَا حِسَابَهُمْ الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم أنت السلام ومنك السلام فحينا ربنا بالسلام وأدخلنا الجنة دار السلام تباركت يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم أعنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك يا رب لك الحمد كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك ولعظيم سلطانك اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا ورزقا واسعا وعملا متقبلا وحجا مبرورا وسعيا مشكورا وتجارة لن تبور وشفاء من كل داء ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذ منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وأنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون